the way. We wanted men. Welcome to episode 149 of the Smugglers Galaxy Podcast, your favorite Star Wars podcast for smugglers in the galaxy. I'm back, and Jason's back. And then in a couple of months, Jason will be gone. A couple of weeks, Jason will be gone again. Yeah. Gotta love summer, man. Here and there, here and there, everywhere. Nick, um, how how's uh how was your week? My week was uh great. Can't complain. It was a short week because I had Monday and Tuesday off from work. So a lot of it was just hanging out around the house and thinking about how I need to clean the house and not clean the house. And you know how it yes. goes. <laughs> Thank so you. Yeah, we we uh, kind of today I've been after we get done recording, I'm going to bust butt on the house. And I'm like, if, if people are showing up as I'm running a vacuum on Sunday morning, they're just going to have to get over it. Yeah, well, I have family in town, and they don't leave until Friday. So even if I were to clean the house, there's a good chance that the house won't be clean on Friday. Yeah. But, the, but then, so what we're talking about is the Georgia Alliance of Star Wars Collectors is having its annual summer social next weekend, or this weekend. And uh, yeah, so Friday night is dinner as a club. Saturday is the event all day. And then Sunday morning, we're doing another Kennesaw run where Glenn, myself, and Tim Connor, who's another mega collector, uh, we all live within 11 miles of each other. We're just opening up our homes and uh, letting people just, you know, chill and, and check out new collections and some rad toys. And I'm talking more about Glenn and Tim. You got the rad toys. I mean, Glenn is the premier Bill and Ted collector in the country. And uh, so, yeah, we've got to get our houses ready. And uh, I'm not sure. I'll be ready. Yeah. Yes. Um shoot what was it uh so my my father-in-law calls my wife because there's a bunch of stuff going on like uh you know mandy's grandma's getting older and she's you know going into they're trying to figure out if she's going to go in a home and you know just stuff that shit that happens when you're getting older and uh so he calls her up like tuesday morning and is like i, I need to talk to you and i'm like oh oh, oh crap something's something big's happening you know yeah. and uh then he's like oh i just want you to watch the dogs for a couple of days so we had five dogs in our house for two days so my house has got furry stuff floating all over the place yeah so same. yeah with, yeah, with three it, with and even with three dogs and two cats no matter how much i clean the house it's still gonna be come sunday morning you're gonna be but be cleaning it up but i'm i'm trying to get to the point where all i have to do is run a vacuum but you know you you always sweat because you're like um you know is is how how the things look and how do um you know, is everything in order? It is this, you know, out of place or whatever. And I think this year there's a little bit more pressure because um, I know a lot more people that are coming from out of town. So I have a feeling it'll be a lot more better traveled uh, uh, event this year, uh, at least for the Kennesaw run. So I'm, I'm, I'm there. I feel the pressure this year to make sure everything's yeah. pretty perfect. The pressure's getting to you a little bit, a little bit. Base is loaded. Three outs. Time to hit yeah. a grand slam. Two outs, sorry. Two if there's outs. three outs, the game's over. <laughs> right. Bottom of the ninth. Bases Bottom loaded. of the ninth. Glenn's at bat. Yeah. So, he swings uh, and he... Hopefully hits a grand slam. There we go. Think positive, sir. Think positive. Oh, I'm I'm thinking positive. You know, a couple of hours. I, my, my number one rule at my house is I try to keep it... I got a half an hour rule, at least in the back of my mind, where... If, I know people are coming over. I can have it looking decent in a half an hour. Oh, uh, that's a nice rule to have. I don't have that rule. I have like <laughs> a, uh, we need through 30 days. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's not bad. You know, you got to oh dishes in the sink or run, run a vacuum or, you know, try to dust. But yep. yeah, I'm going to hide animals. I decided, yeah. Like, like you were saying before, my dog is shedding right now. So oh, there's. Yeah white fur everywhere i've decided to hide some of my black series which kind of goes against the philosophy if you can't display it then why keep it 
Mm. But I've also heard um, there's a practice where like if your floor is clean, even if all the shelves in the house um, are full and, you know, uh, cluttered, if the floor is clean, you feel like it's a clean room. Yeah. So I'm just going to pack away all my black series that are on the floor uh, for now. I'm going to move out my chair just to to give more room so people can go up to those cabinets. Mm hmm. And check those out so i've got a plan um i'll be doing that today tomorrow i'm gonna go out do some weeding and i'll be ready i'll be ready i'm thinking positive so we're all, yeah we're all oh yeah that's now. another thing is i gotta figure out a day to cut the grass so yeah. pressure 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 we were actually what's funny is we were looking you know you're watching tv and there's an advertisement that comes up twenty dollars for your first house cleaning. So we kind of looked at it, and uh, you know, it's one of those things where you got to pay fifty dollars a month, and then you're paying twenty dollars an hour. And I look at my wife, and I'm like, truthfully, I'd rather have somebody come cut my grass than clean my house. If I got to pick one, take care of my yard for me. Yeah, because that's yeah. a way bigger chore. I don't have a green thumb at all, and yeah, I hate it. But it is what it is. I'll just have to deal with it. Plants have a better chance of dying in my my garden than thriving. So, but yeah, that's that's for another day. Let's talk about Star Wars plants. Do you have any Star Wars plants in your house? Star Wars plants? No, but I do have an R two D two cutout, like you know the the things that sit in your lawn lawn cutout in my front yard. Did you ever get a Chia pet, like an R two D two or BB eight, or I think they have Grogu? Uh, I do not. I think my wife has my wife has one, but I don't know what character it is because it could be. Um, could be anything that she collects. I think she maybe Chewbacca. I I maybe Gizmo. I I don't know. But I had the Homer Simpson one at one point. It's just the greatest like tchotchke ever, because you could do something with it, right? You no, know, you grow something. But you actually maybe someday I'll used get... it. What you actually opened it and used it? Yeah, it was Simpsons. It wasn't Star Wars. So okay, cool. Did you pick up anything this week? Oh, first of all, how was the mountains? The mountains was nice. Um. It, it well, uh, yeah, they were fun. Uh, it, it's it's always interesting when you travel with another couple because my wife and I are up about seven, but I'm normally up by eight thirty at the latest, and they didn't get up till like ten. So you're kind of sitting around twiddling their thumbs till they wake up, and then they've got to get ready, and then you know it's always afternoon before you start doing stuff, and then by the time you get places, they're closing. Yeah. So that was kind of aggravating, but it was fun. Uh, yeah, it was, re- I guess, as relaxing as it can be. Did you drink manly beers and chop I, manly wood and make manly fires? Yes, I didn't chop wood, but I drank manly beers and smoked manly cigars and watched a fire and nice. got got pretty buzzed. Uh, my wife is a bad influence on me because I will find a beer. I normally, when I go to a brewery, I'm looking and I'm like, okay, 8%. All right, cool. Let me try that one. And then I had one and it, you know, one, one, I'm good. And then she's always like, get another one. I'm like, it's 8% because you're not driving. So that was kind of fun. Uh, so then <laughs> we're playing, we were playing. You ever play phase 10? Yes. Yeah. So, it's my yeah. wife's favorite game. Dude, we were playing. Oh, oh, dude, you're in trouble. We're in trouble next time we come over or y'all come over or whatever. I hate phase 10 because I'm always losing. Dude, I was winning, man, because my, my mother-in-law is is like the, the queen of the game, and she's always keeping score and stuff. And my wife was doing that, playing that role. But then me and her, we were – and my fur two friends, they had no clue what was going on. So I'm like, maybe I'll win. And we get towards the end of the game, and, of course, my friend goes out, and he – you know, you only had like one round when you got the whole ton of cards in your hand, and he goes out with like one round. And I got stuck with like a hundred points, so I got screwed. Um, mm. And of course, I was buzzing pretty bad by then. So it it was yeah, I didn't really care, but it sucked because I was like, finally, I can win a game. And I'm no. always losing, always, always losing. Without uh, fail. We did, yeah. What uh, you know, we went up to a, a flea market, picked up some stuff from this flea market because there's a bunch of flea markets up there, and there's one that my wife likes to go to that we found. I found some good stuff there. What? Uh, and just kind of hung out. Uh, I got broke. We, my my new grill is portable because it'll come off the stand. So mm-hmm. I brought that up and we basically cooked everything out there all four days we were there. What would you pick up nice. from the antique store? I picked up. I got a, I got my first mini rig, dude. Oh, really? Yeah. Which it one? Was, uh, the one, the suction cup one where the it's got arms and it can stick to the wall and hold somebody in the back of it. 
I don't know which one it is. I didn't bother looking up. It was fifteen dollars. Uh, it's the one of the weird traction. Yeah, suction tractor. We'll call it that. Yeah, there we go. Somebody's screaming in there. And Good. It, somebody's screaming at the podcast, and it had a freaking uh, beater snow trooper in it. Oh, cool. So for fifteen dollars with a beater snow trooper, I was like, that was hard to pass up. And then I got one of the, I, I guess, an electronic game. I don't. It just it's got red lights on it. It's the typical stereotypical when you see Star Wars. It's this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they were huge. It's it's only like five inches. That was, that was another thing. It was like fifteen bucks, and you open the battery pack and everything. It looks like it was never played with. Oh, like, nice. It was played with. It was very you know very well loved. Uh, I thought you were going to say open up the battery pack and it's just corroded with acid. Dude, it was beautiful in there. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, I haven't. I haven't put batteries in it to see if it works. Uh, it takes like four AA batteries, which we have a ton of, and I just haven't done it yet. Uh, I don't know how to play it because it's one of those old school games where, you know, you remember the the old school games where, you know, like with baseball, instead of it being a person, it's a red dot. Yes. Yep. It's I one of those games. So yeah. I have no clue how to play it. Uh, and then I picked up some cups, um, some of the uh, birthday cups. Uh, it's the, it's the, the 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 logo or, or graphic where it's got Boba Fett standing right next to Darth Vader. I kind of have a run of that going because I've got I've got napkins and I've got plates and then I found some cups. Uh, and then I picked up a puzzle hmm. from that place, just a uh, one of the cardboard puzzles that it looked like it hadn't been played with, but I think it had been. But it hmm. looked really good. Nice. Yeah. So that was that was it. Oh, and I also picked up a uh, at, at the same place. I picked up a Michael J. Fox book. I which forgot one? which one it was, but oh. <laughs> like always looking up, I think is what it's called. I just happened to be looking up, and it's like, hey, Michael J. Fox book for three dollars. I will buy that. That's heavy. Yeah, it was heavy. I was really hoping. I'm looking through it, saying, "Be autograph, be autograph." Mm. <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah. Did uh, Mandy pick something up off a of deal or no deal? I thought she threw a bid out for something. She did. She's been she's getting in trouble on deal or no deal. She picked up uh I think a German uh or Ewok think, set. Yeah, German play, play school. school Ewok, the fire truck, or whatever it was a uh, German uh different COO. She's yeah. dude, she and she's running making a run on the Spanish uh Little little PVC figures. She's making a run on those. She just yep. she goes after stuff. She was looking. She's working on her collection right now. And was like, was you looking at the Forces of Destiny dolls? And she's like, oh, I don't have the Padme one. And next thing you know, she's ordering one on eBay. So she's uh, it's pretty bad. She's crushing it. She's crushing it. She she goes after stuff. Uh, maybe she should be in the Georgia Alliance as a leadership role, and you could step back and <laughs> yeah, she because she's that. the one collecting. She's the one actively collecting Star Wars. Yeah, I'm not actively collecting Star Wars. I actually picked up some Masters of the Universe figures because uh, Target had them on like half fifty percent off. So I picked up a Manny Faces and the uh, Deluxe Man at Arms, and uh, kind of going through that right now. That's the one. That's the one part I really got to organize because all those are, you know, you, they're kind of a second thought, and you just throw them on a shelf, and then before you know it, the shelf's full and it doesn't look good anymore. Yeah. So yesterday you you said you saw uh, Cobb Vanth and uh, Cad Bane at Target, the exclusive two pack Black Series. Yes. Why didn't you pick it up? What was your hesitation? I don't like that Cobb Vanth. That the without face the armor. Oh, huh? I was. I was I'm sorry that see, like, huh? without the armor, I didn't know you meant the face. Yeah, I don't like the face sculpt on that. It just doesn't look right. I don't know if it's the. I think it's the beard just throws it off, and because that's why I never got the armored one. Uh, cause well, first of all, by the time it came through, the pre-order came through on target, my red card changed and then it canceled yeah. on me. And then I've seen it for sale cheaper and I've just never been a fan of that face sculpt of, uh, Tim- Timothy Oliphant. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know why I, I, I don't know. Plus it was like 50 bucks and I'm out of black series. It's not like I was, uh, uh, and I'm not collecting them anymore. Yeah. Unless it's something that I really like. And I already got a uh, bad cane, Cad Bane. So why would I want, you know, another one, even though I know it's different? 
But I, the reason I asked you about that is because somebody was like, oh, they're already going for $100 on the secondary market. And not that I'm a flipper, but it's like, if, you know, and it's what the back of your mind, you're like, is it worth that much? Is it is it that rare of a thing that, or is it just people being jerks? Now, look at all of the stuff that's Target exclusives, because I think that's a Target exclusive, just sitting on the store shelves mm-hmm. at 50% off this week. Seems like all of the Target exclusives are just sitting there. And it seems like people just aren't buying modern Star Wars like they used to, because I just saw a whole two pegs full of the t- TBC um, uh, Dark Troopers. Uh-huh. You've got all the Indiana Jones stuff that's on clearance. You've got the Gamorrean Guards that's on clearance. So I think any Target exclusive, you're you're good. I don't think it's that rush. Yeah. Um, and I think what's going on, and I'm hoping is it, it does seem like when there's a change in seasons that start that Star Wars that Target will uh just start to discount all their stuff so they can get uh prepared for the next rush. That's yeah. Yeah, I struck this week because of that, and I uh, made out greatly. <laughs> Did you finally buy the uh, sexy indie? No, I haven't found that one in the store yet. But oh, I you did... want the black series, the black, the six inch one, though? Yeah, I did find uh, the Gamorrean Guard, which I've pre-ordered back in December on Target in the app, uh-huh. and I haven't received it yet. And so I've just been waiting for Target to ship mine. Um, but Jordan who was on last week said, you know, you probably should get the one that you want because there's no guarantee the one that they ship you will be in good condition. You might get a bent card. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just going to hang out and see. But this week it dropped to 50%. So they were $17. And so I quickly ran to Target and I picked one of those up and canceled my pre-order. It's like I pre-ordered this thing. It's been available in the stores for months. Right. Target had every opportunity to send it to me, but I'll just buy it for the discount. I don't understand what goes on with because it happens with Hasbro Pulse too. You know, you have the pre-order stuff that just sits there, and then you can go on to the store and buy one. Yeah, the other thing I don't understand is like, how does Entertainment Earth get some of the stuff before Hasbro? It's their product. Like it, I, I feel like when things get shipped out, it should be coming first from Hasbro, not from Entertainment Earth. Maybe the shipment got shipped back to the wrong place from Maybe. UPS. Because I, oh, dude, I really thought about picking one of those up. Yeah, it's the other thing I picked up. So for those that can't see, I'm holding the Marauder, the uh, Micro Galaxy Squadron Marauder, which is awesome because, like, you flap down one wing and both wings f- flap. Oh, nice. So there must be some sort of gear involved. Um, I'm just assisting it. But yeah, I can take my hand off of it and it does close on its own. That's awesome. Um, the landing gears, I like how they do landing gears because they kind of flex out mm-hmm. from from the inside. Um, so they kind of lay across the belly and they kind of fold out. Um, I like the back. It's got the little bed rest for uh, Omega. So Omega can go back there. Oh, nice. the, the front opens up and you can put Wrecker and Omega in the front. Uh, the side opens up and that's where you have a couple chairs so you can put the rest of the Bad Batch. Uh, the only thing that I there, oh, it's oh. open. Yeah, so it's got a couple seats there, so you can play out with your action figures there. Mm-hmm. The only thing I don't like about this is that Wrecker is too small for the hatch. The hatch doesn't open up to get inside the ship, the door. Uh huh. Um, Wrecker's too small, so that makes me think the ship is scaled down. And I know they've done this for other ships just because of price points and making sure that it fits into the, the line as they want. Right. Um, I just wish that everything was in scale. I just, so you got the Falcon that's slightly smaller and I think this one's slightly smaller, but I'm really impressed with it. I like the wash. Uh, they've really perfected the wash where it doesn't look like it's it's dirty, but it's not too dirty. Like mm-hmm. they tried to make it dirty. So yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with this ship. Is the canopy see-through? The, the front the front yeah. one oh yeah i yeah. can see that yeah yep the front is see-through it's like a red and then the back is see-through as well so you could put omega back there and see her damn it i might have to go pick that shit up ship up <laughs> <laughs> i saw it and i just didn't i just i'm like i don't know i'm trying not to spend a whole bunch of money because there's another big old rumor that we hopefully get into here in a minute yep, yep. Uh, so i'm trying to save up for that 
and okay. not overdo spending uh, because of that. And uh, yeah, that was, but you know, I was looking at that and, and speaking of the ship that Hasbro's teasing us, uh, thinking of the ghost while you're playing, while you're opening that, I'm like, they could do a ghost real easy at that size. And you don't have to get into it because that you're not really, you're just opening up one hatch and you've got a little bit of play area. Mm-hmm. And it'd be real simple to do that with the ghost where you just open up a little up one side and, or the top and you got play area. Yeah. Um, and they could also scale it. I don't, I don't know. Well, I, I know people gripe about the scale and, and like you said, you know, yes, it's not hundred percent correct. And like the gauntlet wasn't right. Uh, but you know, are you going to pay $50 for a gauntlet? Versus 20. Yeah. Well, they're working on another version of the gauntlet, but there is a smaller gauntlet. So this does work. It's just they shouldn't have pitched it as Bo Katan ship because Bo Katan ship's not that small. It's it's the bigger version. But um but the thing with the 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 ghost, I did see a schematic of that this week on social media. Uh-huh. And it looks like the top there's two floors to it. The top floor is just a hallway. Right. The bottom floor is where the the kitchen area is, the the bedrooms. So it's like to play with the ghost, you would need to open you would need to like remove the top half in a way that the ship doesn't fall apart just to get to that bottom level. So I'm curious how uh how Jazzwares might pull that off and how Hasbro would pull that off if they were to take a run at the ghost. Um, I mean, I guess you could make like trap doors or something, but on Jazzwares it'd be way too small. But you know, on the has on a on a TVC line, you could, I guess, make trap doors. Yeah. Uh, well, we're talking about it, so let's let's, let's talk get into about this. Ugh. The Haslab. Uh, this past was it just this week they released two teases? I think it was, was last it... week and this week. It was. Uh, but yeah, they they released a couple of teases on that. They released an image of a blue kind of readout. It's a LCD screen with Arabesh on it. And when people translated it, I don't have the translation here. It's just like mission ready, model ready, um, presentation ready and stuff like that. Right. And it was it was uh, front turret, back turret and top turret or something. Um, yeah. And. So- and then they released the second one, and then you found an image of Kanan at a control panel, and on the panel itself is the image that Hasbro's been using to promote the upcoming HasLab, whatever that may be. So it's it's a pretty um, easy jump to to make, an easy leap to make that this is definitely the ghost. I'm it's a $600, $600 HasLab ghost. Yeah, I'm pretty freaking excited about that. There's a lot of people poo-poo in it, um, but I think they are doing it at the right time if they were going to do a ghost. This is the time to do it. I agree. With with Ahsoka coming out. Uh, And then I'm also... uh, I think that that means good things for the Ahsoka show uh, if they're releasing the ghost in conjunction with that. That, uh, yeah, we're going to see a lot of Rebels in the Ahsoka show. Yeah, I would just temper expectations just a little bit because it could be the Ahsoka version of the Ghost. It might not be the Rebels version of the Ghost. I would be kind of okay with that because the okay. Ghost, I mean, I don't think it'd and be would, nice to get the figures, but I don't think we're going to get them. Um, and I would say that the, the tiers would probably be more in line with Ahsoka than Rebels. So you'd probably get Ahsoka on card. You get Sabine on card, and you get Hera, maybe Chopper. Um, but I would suspect those would be the tiers. I don't think you would get Kanan or Ezra because they don't seem to be the focus of the promotion so far. I would. What I would hope is that you would get those four characters, and then Ezra and Zeb and um, Kanan would be one of the tiers. I hope we get a bunch of rocks to put underneath it. That's what I'm really hoping for. Maybe some foliage, maybe like a palm cardboard. tree. Cardboard would be great. Maybe like a cardboard pad that we can just put the ghost on top of. Yeah. They've been doing stands, so I would expect, you know, with the HasLab for the Razor Crest that came with the stand, the helicopter will come with the stand. So I would expect the second or third tier to be the stand. I would be disappointed if the first tier is the stand to hold yeah. it up to make it look like it's banking. I, 
from what I've seen or what I think is like at 600 bucks, it better come with four figures right off the bat. I think it would come with Hera. Yeah. It needs to come with, at least with Hera and Chopper. And I'd love to see Jason and I'd love to see Ahsoka and Sabine. Um, I'm you also worried. You keep forgetting about Jason because you're like, damn it, I hate his name. I hate his name. Um, <laughs> that's my name, sir. <laughs> um, just de- derailed me. I think uh, the thing that I'm worried about is that when they were doing the Razor Crest, Haslab pro- uh, Haslab Hasbro promised that anybody that's ever interacted with the Razor Crest would be made into an action figure. Uh-huh. And here we are. We're still waiting for, um. Uh, Bill Burr's character to be made into the TVC, all of his crewmates into TVC. Were they actually on the Razor Crest though? Yeah, because they used the Razor Crest to sneak into that place and and break out the other Twi'lek. Oh, okay. So with the Haslab, I'm afraid it won't be made. So if they don't make Kanan a tier, then we're not going to get a Kanan figure. Okay. I... I don't think we're yeah, you're right. I, I agree with that. I don't if they don't make it, I don't think we're gonna get it. Um we have got them in black series, it'd be real easy to scale it down, but then they also have the Bill Burr figure that they could scale down and you have Zero. Zero's the robot. Yeah. That's um, another because they've got it in black series, they'd be real easy to scale that down. Uh Clancy Brown. They never made the Clancy Brown figure. He's the the was it Berg? Blurg? Who's the devil guy? The muscle? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Clancy Brown from Mr. Krabs and SpongeBob and Shawshank well, Redemption. Also, it's kind of harder on those because they were only in like, well, Bill Burr showed up again, but those guys Press. were only in like, huh? Savage Press. I just thought, oh, wait, he's already been in Star Wars, Clancy Brown. He was Savage, Darth yeah. Maul's brother. Exactly. But Sorry. But uh, those guys were only in an episode or two, right? Uh, so that I could see them arguing that, you know, they were only in an episode where Kanan and Ezra, they were, and Zeb were like a whole series. Yes. I hear what you're saying. I agree with you that it's probably a bad choice to make those figures. However, when Hasbro says we're going to make any figure, any character that's interacted as uh, any character that's interacted with the Razor Crest, we're going to make into a figure and then they don't make it. It's like, just stop with the promises. Unless they were like from a certain point of view. Maybe. <laughs> they were on the Razor Crest, but only for an episode. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's just it's disappointing. I, but anyways, I, I hope for the best with the Razor uh the, the, the ghost. I dude, I'm I'm already like the minute it announces, I will I'll be one of the first ones to back it. Six hundred bucks. You can't get me to the computer fast enough. I'm already like uh because with the um with the summer social. We're doing room sales, so I'm already trying to piece stuff together mm. so I can hopefully fund help fund the the ghost. But uh, yeah, yeah I'm just... I'm already an emotional wreck just thinking about it. Uh, I, I'm gonna be a basket case when they announce it, and I'll be a basket case when I get it, and I'll be um, a basket case if it fails. So you're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. Yep. So hopefully it'll. Uh, hopefully the numbers are kind of low because um. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen, but Mattel's starting to do crowdfunding stuff too. They've been doing it for a while, Maddie Collector. Okay, they've been doing it before Haslo, uh, Haslo, <laughs> Hasbro. <laughs> um, I, I said Haslo because I'm hoping for a low uh, backer number for the Ghost because, like you were saying, poo pooing it. Right. Uh, people were poo pooing the six hundred dollar. I don't want the Ghost. Um, if you have a six hundred dollar vehicle that. People are mixed. It's a mixed bag with like with the uh, the collector base. Like some want it, some don't. It needs to be like five thousand for six hundred. It can't be twelve thousand. If twelve thousand people back it at six hundred dollars, we're going to go forward. It needs to be like five thousand, eight thousand to make this thing cross the finish line. Right. How how much was how what was it on the Razor Crest? Do you remember? Razor Crest was up there. I don't five thousand or more. No, five thousand was the barge for five hundred bucks. Razor Crest was more. I think it was twelve thousand. Ten or twelve, eight, eight thousand. I don't know. You're looking it up. I'm just throwing numbers out there. No, it's fine. I'm looking something else up. Oh, um, there was supposed to be a new Ahsoka trailer this past week. I've heard about that, but it didn't drop because of all the Twitter's problems. Twitter 
uh, decided to limit the number of tweets a person can see a day to 600. So if you were to drop a trailer and hope for a wide release on Twitter, um, there's a good chance people won't see it because Twitter is throttling what people can and cannot see. So um, there's no word when it will drop, but I would assume that somewhere there's a new Ahsoka trailer that's ready to go. They just need the right place to drop it. I don't understand why Facebook and YouTube isn't the place to do yeah. that. Why wouldn't they do it? Or yeah, or just go ahead and, I mean, I know you were having your issue with threads, but just do it on threads or something. I don't know. Or just don't even bother with the, the Twitter unless they're thinking that they're not going to get the, the, the backing or whatever. I, yeah. I see your face. You're like, I don't enjoy threads, but I hadn't even, I hadn't even messed with threads. So, uh, but no, I pulled up back to the, back to the, the, so I pulled up Mattel is doing a Jurassic park, the, the, uh, the, the the gate to Jurassic Park and it comes with the it looks like it yeah it does come with the Explorer and it's two hundred and fifty dollars and it's only got twenty four percent funded with eighteen days left wow. and it's a five thousand dollar target and I would think if I had the space for it I'd I'd fund it if I had the space to store it because it's going to be huge the Razor uh, Crest the Razor Crest was six thousand at three hundred fifty dollars okay. But I'm surprised that this isn't even funded good because I was looking at it. It looks cool. But, you know, when it gets to 5,000, well, you see, here's here's the thing is when you get to like these these tiers, when the first tier at 5,000, the, the, the gates will uh, be automatic. So it's got some kind of sensor in it. When you put the Jeep closed, the, the gates will open up on its own. Uh, then you've got some uh, electric gates with the, with the little boy, the Tim figure. Uh, and then you've got then if you at eight thousand, that's at six thousand is the gate is the the fence. At eight thousand is the T Rex, and then at ten thousand you get the goat that the, the T Rex throws. So, <laughs> yeah. so I, I eat the goat, huh? He's gonna eat the goat. He's gonna eat the goat. Oh no! And then the, they they show the leg, the bloody leg on the Explorer. Um, I mean this this is a cool looking toy, but. It's a lot of freaking. It's a. It, I don't know. It, it takes up a lot of room. Yeah. But if I was in Jurassic Park, if I was if I was a Jurassic Park collector, I would I would back it. So um, anywho, Ahsoka will premiere August twenty third, which is next month. It's on my daughter's birthday. Should I? I. I, I Okay, here's what I've been thinking. Should I do a live, not maybe not live, but should I videotape my, or should I set up my iPad and do a reaction video while I'm watching it? Do people want to see a 47-year-old man cry like a little baby? People like your heart. So, I mean, there's a good <laughs> chance people might want to see you specifically, but I think that's a small group of people, like mm -hmm. the club. I don't know if people on YouTube would want to see it, but like, yeah, the moment you see the the ghost in live action, you're going to be a, a you're going to pause it because you're going to be a. a I wreck. watched Jedi Knight and I was a wreck, and then I this morning I watched or last night I watched the reaction to Jedi Knight because everything ends and then at Jet at the next episode they the it starts the cold open is everybody coming back to base and then. Zeb realizing and Chopper realizing that Kanan's gone. And then it's like, oh, I'm another freaking wreck. So, and then well, I, huh? No, go ahead. And then I'm at Target the other day and this girl comes up to me and is like, oh, I love your tattoos. So we start talking Rebels and we both almost start crying because I'm like, how far did you get? She goes, oh yeah, I know Kanan passed. And I'm just, both of us are just like, oh my God. Just um, soloing each other in the middle of the aisle. Yeah. So, uh. Yeah, let's, it, let's move to the Kleenex aisle. <laughs> um, yeah, it. Geez. So, did and you then, watch World huh? Between Worlds again? I have not gotten that far. Okay. Uh, I am. The, I think the next one is like the Wolf in the Door or something. Okay. So it, I'm like right there. Um, I know I'm getting close to World Between Worlds, but I haven't. I haven't gotten that far. Okay. Have you? No, I haven't rewatched it. I've been watching other things actually. Yeah. Have you? What have you been watching? Um, I've just found out that air is available on Amazon prime. So I was watching that this morning, but MythBusters is on max. So I've been watching that. 
Yeah, I think I miss, get back. I've always enjoyed Mythbusters. Yeah, it's kind of frustrating to watch that first season because it's so it, it hasn't formed into the show that we know. It's mm-hmm. still trying to find its feet, so it's it's a little shaky. But when when I once I get past it, I know I'll fall back into uh, the the groove. You know, Adam Savage is going to be at Dragon Con. No, I'm not going to be here. Dang it. <laughs> You're like, womp, womp. Harrison would love to meet Adam. He loves the Mythbusters, too. Yeah. Um, I keep waiting, dude. I know I keep saying this, but I'm like, Dragon Con is like, hey, we're going to announce a bunch of stuff. And then you don't hear anything for two weeks. And then they announce a bunch of characters and you don't hear anything for two weeks. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Dragon Con's right down the road, right down, right there. Let's get some more people in there so I can decide if I'm going or not. I heard some rumblings this week that Marvel is again thinking about its own celebration like convention and Marvel only convention outside of D23 and San Diego Comic Con. So that might be something happening too. Yeah. Well, didn't they? Um, there was a big stink at San Diego Comic Con that a lot of people were pulling out or not going to be there. Yep. Uh, Marvel, DC is not going to be there. Netflix, Warner Brothers is not going to be there. Um, I mean, Marvel. Studios, Marvel Comics will be there, but not Marvel mm-hmm. Studios. But Disney's not going to be there, so it's like, um, what's the point? I guess right. the point is the comics. Yeah, I mean, and that's why I like going to those. I like celebration. It's a but yes, it's it's a lot of fan stuff, but you get to go to the, like the corporations. Like we get to we got to meet Max at uh, you know Jazzwares, and they're showing off their new stuff. You get to go see the Hasbro people. Uh, and, and that's why I enjoy going to the bigger conventions is because you have a lot of the corporate sponsors that are there. And a lot of people don't like that. Uh, you know, that's one of the things that people like about Dragon Con is there's no corporate uh, sponsorships. But I'm like, I think if they could do something like that, that, that it adds an extra level to the convention that um, is fun. Mm-hmm. Because it is like a you it's behind the scenes stuff that you normally don't get to see. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I'd love to go to San Diego Comic Con, dude. It, it, I think it'd be fun. I'd love to go to any of those big Comic Cons. Yeah, um, yeah. It sounds like I mean, so celebration was what forty to sixty thousand people. Yeah, Comic Con is one hundred fifty thousand. I still, I don't mind being around that many people. I know you kind of are like, like odd. <laughs> you say I'm odd, <laughs> huh? Just like, did you say I'm odd? No, I said you're like, oh my god. Yes. Both odd and oh my god. <laughs> well, no, dude, I've I've seen you know I've been down to Dragon Con back in the day, right when the parades getting out, and it's a wall of people on Peachtree Street, and it's from building to building, packed with people on Peachtree Street, and yeah. If yeah, you're trying to go against that time. crowd, it's annoying, huh? I can do it. I just need the quiet time, right? And so. I've I have noticed that they are starting to do that at conventions they're starting to have like rooms to people you know if you need a quiet space they're starting to, to be more uh accepting or accepting is not the or to, what am the accommodating accommodating for that so hopefully that's some that's a good you know yeah good direction um also this week i want to say th- congratulations to nerd you because yeah. they opened up their first more brick and mortar store in commerce georgia so we've got another toy shop in the area to check out yep i can't i i need to go check it out uh the only part that sucks is it's like two hours from my house or an hour and a half yeah, from here yeah it's it's gonna be a haul but it's got to be an afternoon <laughs> yeah <laughs> but the, uh, i think they're right next to a brewery so it would make a fun afternoon because you can go get a couple of drinks go buy some toys and then come home you get the drinks first, and then you make mistakes in the oh. shop, and then you come home. But then yes. you've got to sober up, so you have to hang out in the shop. For right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you got to do. Yeah, man. So, so congrats. Yes. Congrats to them. Yep. Uh, what else? Any other fun news? Uh, no, that's it for news. But I let me let me talk. I want to say we we kind of talked a little bit last night about this. But the the toy, uh, or the the hobby or whatever the community, the toy community in Atlanta is is becoming crazy, man. It is a good time to be in the Atlanta area for toys. 
uh, as a as a collector because it is just it's been a grassroots thing and i've watched it for the last 10 or 15 years or actually about 10 years just kind of bubble and bubble and bubble and now it's getting ready it's exploding and it is a fun it is it is a fun thing to watch yeah i came down at the right time because like you're saying there's just so many shops there's so many toy shows toy shows there's a great community of not just star wars collectors but action figure collectors in general it's like it's it's just the right conditions at the right place at the right time and it's all coming together here in georgia Right. Um, speaking of which, the Powder Springs Toy Show is August 5th, the swap. And then uh, August 19th is our buddy Chris Hamer uh, does Legion Con. Uh, that'll be uh, down in Smyrna. And that's a that's a cool show because, yet again, it's at a Legion and there's a bar right next door. So you a bar in the place. So you can go get a couple of beers and then go shop. And it's just fun to hang out all week, all day. I've, I've, I normally don't hang out all day at shows, but that's a show I can hang out all day at because you could take a break. You go get a, get a beer, get a burger, and then you're right back on the floor. Uh, and then of course there's dragon con over Labor Day weekend, uh, which it's, it's a fun, it, it's not fun for a, as a collector, but it's, it's a pop culture, uh good pop, pop culture place or convention. Yes. Yeah. I can. And the only reason I say it's say that again. I can attest to that personally. Yeah. The only reason I say it's not fun as a collector is just because it's not really made for toy collecting. It's made for other stuff. So if you're a cosplayer or if you're looking for, uh, you know, something for your outfit, you know, it's a fun place to do. But yeah, it, it's fun. I, it, you know, it's one of those. Or if you're looking for art, it, it's got some of the best art. Uh, they've got a big artist alley. So it, it's it's fun. And our buddy Christian will be there painting live. And I need to see that Rebels piece that he's doing christian's gonna be there yeah he's there every year at dragon con dragon con yeah awesome ask him how much it would cost to do an exclusive print does it give you the buddy discount i don't know we'll see freebie (laughs) it's not gonna be free but are you Um, wanting to do something for the club no oh for rogue fun for rogue fun yeah there you go that'd be fun Keep uh yeah, keep uh May 4th, 2024 open, people. Details to come. Yes. Fun weekend here in Atlanta. Anything else? I've got uh, a brief topic we can hit upon for the next 20 minutes or so. I think we're yeah, I think that's all the news. There's not a I mean it, well, we haven't talked to really talked, we haven't done a show in two weeks, so it's a lot of catching up. But yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. I think we're good, man. Let's let's what 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 is your topic, my friend? So we've known Star Wars for 46 years. Yep. And we've known the special editions for 26 years, which means we're at the point that we've known the special editions longer than we knew life without them. So I thought we'd try to do a subjective review of them. Now that time has passed, you know, were some of these changes necessary? Did they enhance the plot? Um, I I just don't want the uh, the gut reaction to be forget it all. Like I, I just wanted to have a conversation, and be like maybe that wasn't necessary. Maybe that did enhance things. I don't know. Right. So, but to be fair to George, you know, he started tinkering his movies right from the start in 1977. There were three different audio versions. Wow. Yeah, depending on what mix you got, there was like stereos and monos and all different kinds of things, and so there was subtle dialogue changes you can go on wikipedia and they track like instead of saying this he says this and and all that stuff in 1981 for a re-release george 1981 he added uh, episode four a new hope to the the crawl so it didn't say just star wars anymore it had that and then in 1993 he started changing color balances so things were looking mm-hmm. a little bit different uh-huh so to be fair to him, he's always been tinkering. It's it's something he's been doing from the start, but things really amped up in 1997 with the release of the special editions. And as we all know, that was a way to prepare for the prequels to see if this is something I can actually do, add digital creatures into to the movie and make it look real. Um, and so I thought I'd just go through the changes. Uh, we probably don't need to like, dwell on the smaller stuff but the bigger things like Jabba the Hutt being added to the uh the opening scenes and most obviously we can talk about more in detail but yeah so yeah let's um let's go into it there's a shot of R2D2 traveling down the canyon and 
in uh, A New Hope that was added. Um, whatever, you know, they changed the color on that. They added a rock at one point to obscure mm-hmm. him. Stormtroopers, let's talk about that one, looking for the droids. They shot two new shots for that, and then they spliced it in with what they had with the whole looks or droids scene. Did that add anything? Was that cool looking back on it? I, I, I think that's it was it's fine. I don't think it really added or take it took away from this from the uh from the movie. Uh, you know, it, I'm more concerned with like you were saying the the bigger stuff like the Jabba and the the celebration scene at the end of Return of the Jedi. Um Luke's landspeed. Oh yeah, so for me for the that whole scene I I didn't mind it too much. Um I thought it was cool. I like seeing animated dobacks more than just statues. Yeah. Oh, that's the bigger thing is, yeah, they did fix the dobacks. And they also added that new ship that looked like the Imperial shuttle. In okay. the background. Anyways, in moving the back, on. In the background, yeah, in the background of, the- of that whole scene, there was like a ship that lands. Okay. And it takes off, I think. Maybe it's one of the two, but it's it looks like the Imperial shuttle, but it's more of a, I don't know, I have it in micro machine form. Okay. So it's one of those, let's see how much crap we could put in 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, which is probably most people's complaints with the uh, the special editions is that they just added too much and it's just cluttered now. Right. Luke's land speeder was higher off the ground, which I appreciated because I always thought that it just looked messy with like the Vaseline underneath it. <laughs> I know yeah. it was mirrors to reflect what was there, but then they also like obscured it post-production. So seeing it higher off the ground and seeing that obscure Vaseline for the lack of a better word. I, I appreciated that. Yeah. No, that's something I would give it as a plus that, you know, I would be, yeah, that needed to be done. So let's go ahead and do it in post. You know, we can fix it. Um, Ben Kenobi's hut was changed. Wow. Dude, and it's been let me, let me pre let me let me just say so it, it's been all so long since I've seen the non-special editions because you have to go find a VHS tape at this point. Yeah. To watch it that a lot of the stuff I'm like, wow, it, it shocks me that they changed. It's probably easier to Google Ben Kenobi's hut and find it the real <laughs> one that they use, which was like by the ocean, uh-huh. than to try to find it in the special edition. I'm sure there's like a side-by-side comparison. I would imagine. Because when you look at Kenobi's hut, it's pretty small, but then the interior interior is pretty big. Mm-hmm. So I imagine they would change it to just match the size and scale of it inside on the outside. Uh-huh. But the big one is most likely spaceport walking into that or flying into that with the land speeder. We've got Womp Rats. We've got the Rontos. We've got Dash Rendar's ship. There's that shot where they kind of pull away and you can kind of see all of Tatooine and Dash Rendar's ship flies off. Mm-hmm. It's just busier. You've got Rontos walking in front of the camera. You've got the, the scene with the land speeder kind of uh, bucking the Ronto and the Jawa go flying off of it. Right. And uh, yes. And then they had that robot at the start that kind of gets inquired about. There's like an Imperial droid that's like a little bulb, I guess. It flies up to the other droid that's working. Mm-hmm. And that droid, the working droid knocks the Imperial droid out of the way because it's like... He's seen that that Imperial droid is trying to check out. Is this the droid I'm searching for? And the, uh-huh. the worker droid is just like, get out of my face. Gotcha. So there again, it's it. I think they just tried putting 10 pounds of crap in a five pound bag. And if they would have just kept it to <laughs> five, five pounds of crap, I think we would have been fine with it. Uh, I, I enjoyed seeing more of most most Isley uh, because you don't you didn't get he didn't get to do it. You know, in in the uh, in the originals. I'm gonna just be past here, but I agree with you. It's it's it, it's good, but at the same time, was it necessary? I don't know. I I like the expansion. I like that George was thinking bigger and trying to give it a wider scope. Uh, but you know, like the Ronto walking in front of the camera and obscuring everything, maybe bit, that was too much. Okay. Uh, I'm just gonna go to the bigger stuff because it's taking. We've, we've gone five minutes. <laughs> you're like 20 just... minutes, and we've been 20 minutes already, and you're like, yeah. Ah. So. Uh, Maybe we'll just do a, a new hope and come back to the other one. I don't know. Let's see how fast we can get through it. I can do this faster. Greedo, the whole Greedo shoots first Dude, thing. That was ridiculous. So, so George Lucas didn't want Han Solo to be a cold blooded killer, but I think that's the reason everybody loved them. So it was almost like George, you don't get it in that scene. People want to see Han be a cold hearted pirate because at the end of the movie, 
he he drops that to save the galaxy. Right. I mean, that's the that's his whole character arc. And, and they're they're still changing that scene little by little. Every time a new version of the movie comes out, they're doing something of that scene. It's my understanding that the 2019 version is the final definitive version because George sold it. He was working on this before he sold it, and this is the final version that he sold to Disney. Okay. So no more changes is my understanding to A New Hope or any of the original trilogy. Gotcha. Um, the Jabba the Hutt scene. What are your thoughts on adding Jabba to A New Hope? It kind of adds a little bit to it. I think uh, they could have done without putting maybe Boba. As much as I love Boba Fett, that was sort of a, a oh, I'm going to throw a Boba Fett at the end of the scene. It kind of, uh, or maybe you're just like, well, Boba Fett's been tracing him for so long. Uh, it doesn't look good, but I appreciate it. Uh, I think they could have done maybe. Well, I think what what throws it is Han pointing him at the you know in the chest. Um, it was more of him stepping on the tail for me that I was just like, oh, that didn't work. Yeah. But, I mean, they actually shot that with a human Jabba. So, you know, before they had the puppet, that they, the technology that they can do a puppet that big, they, there was a human Jabba. So it's kind of fun to watch the original and see, you know, how they did it. But, yeah, no, I agree. It's the pointing at the chest and the, the walking over the tail that kind of ruins it. And they could have done without those. But if that's the way they shot it originally, I don't think there's any way you could change that. They probably could have done a digital thing where it's a wide shot. And instead of walking on Jabba's tail, he kind of walks on the front of it. It would all have to be CG. You couldn't use any pre-existing material, but that's the way I would have done it because it just doesn't look good with him stepping on the tail. And why would you step on someone's tail? That just doesn't make sense. Han, I didn't. It's Han being Han. Yeah, I didn't mind Boba Fett being in it. I mind when Boba Fett looks right into the camera right at the end, like he's walking, and then he just looks at the camera and I'm like, "What's up, peeps? I'm here." That okay? There you go. That that's you, the issue. Yeah, that's the issue. Not Boba Fett being there, but it's just like in the in the Jabba's throne room where they added him in, and uh, he's flirting with the girl, and he looks purposely looks at the camera and like adjusts his 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 helmet, and you're like, "Oh, there you are." Yep. Um, some of the things that he added is the complaints about the prequels is that there's a lot of landing and taking off scenes. Like, uh -huh. is it necessary to see the ships land? So you've got this extended shot of the Falcon flying into Yavin 4 and flying around all of the different planets and the exoplanets. And you've got shots of uh, the X-Wings taking off now. There's that tracking shot where it's coming from the right and it's the left. And you're just watching, you know, from the camera's perspective, it's just like a motionary yeah, camera. That's, but the, that's in a pre-attack. That's like when they're getting ready to attack the Death Star, right? Yeah, but that's like the complaints about the prequels. It's just, it's just a lot of takeoffs and landings. Yeah, that X-Wing shot has been used so many times since it's happened. It's like an iconic shot now. Yeah. Because it's even, there's a shot very similar in Rogue One. Yeah. To that. Yes. I didn't mind that shot. I liked the, the additions and the, that they sped things up with that and then the whole like attack on the Death Star. The thing that really bothered me is that they removed some of the matte squares. So when you're filming a movie, you kind of punch out the section that you want to use for the special effects. So if you have an X-Wing against the blue screen, mm -hmm. you instead of taking that whole wide shot, you just kind of take out a square of it. But you, when you place it into the, the film itself, you can still see that square. It's a little bit transparent. It's a different color black. They removed some of that, but they didn't remove all of it. And that mm -hmm. stuck out to me. And I'm like, why didn't you just do the job? Why didn't you just finish it? Right. I think the thing, like going back to that X-Wing shot that bothers me the most, is you could tell it's CGI. You know, you could tell that the guys in the X-Wing aren't real. Yeah. Um, that's what bothers me the most about it. Yeah. The Death Star explosion has that shockwave now. I don't mind that. It add, uh, That, I think, adds to it better, more than takes away. The big thing that I forgot about the cantina, they replaced aliens. Oh, did they? Yeah, like the wolfman wasn't there because George thought that it looked too much like a wolfman. So they added that worm guy that kind of looks up. Oh. Why would... There's there's a couple other ones that they see the, the wolfman's kind of iconic though, man. Yeah. I'm sure he's still there. Yeah. 
just, just he's behind him. Huh? Yeah, I think we're gonna say the same thing. <laughs> he's behind the camera. <laughs> yeah, you don't see or something. Him. But I mean, that wolf guy, I, that I don't like because that you know you um you it loses its its nostalgia when you do stuff like that because people are like, oh, the wolf man, and then the wolf man's not there, or the dude with the sideburns. Why would you take him? I mean, I know he's still there, but he's still there. That, you're you're not gonna want to take somebody like that out, or the guy with the the spacesuit, the the uh earth space suit on you're not going to want to you want to leave that crap in because that's that's what we like um and i also we were watching it because it was on tnt this weekend they were just playing everything and it was playing out of order which is kind of annoying uh but it's like you're watching it and it's 1970s style but 2000 or 1990 technology Mm -hmm. if that makes sense you know once you start messing with the with a show with a movie like that you you lose the 70s nostalgia to it mm-hmm. so it's it's a hodgepodge i think i lost jason hold on he's <laughs> there you are all right i'm back I, i'm back from the future yes i said hodgepodge oh. Uh, there's only a few changes to the Empire Strikes Back that I think is worth talking about. The one is probably one of your... I'm curious about what you think of the Wampa. So in the original version of Empire Strikes Back, you just see the Wampa's arm and leg moving towards Luke. You don't see the creature itself. In the special editions, not only do you see the creature kind of sitting there eating the Tauntaun, he comes, attacks Luke, you see the full body, and then once Luke cuts off the arm, you see the whole body just like shaking, and he doesn't have the arm. What are your thoughts on that change? Uh, there again, uh, it's been so long since I've seen Empire Strikes, the OG version of Empire Strikes Back that I didn't realize that. And, you know, it, it is I do enjoy seeing more of the Wampa. Uh, you know, it, I didn't realize you only saw so much of it. Yeah, the the point at the time when the special editions was released, the theory is that when you don't see things on film, it creates more tension. So the fact that the shark didn't work in Jaws and you only saw the fin added in um, some tension because it the terror was in your mind. You were imagining what the shark was and where is it? If you just right. see the shark everywhere, it kind of takes that tension out. And that goes back to Hitchcock. Hitchcock had that theory is that the, the threat is really in your mind. I don't want to show you the threat. Right. And so for the Wampa scene, having to remove that and uh, adding that in, I should say, um, kind of took the threat away in your mind. It wasn't as terrifying. Have you seen the uh, extended Wampa scene that the the uh, deleted Wampa scene? Yes, where they're walking around the base. That yeah. is just hysterical because it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> and R2D2 and C3PO take the the warning off and the stormtroopers go in the room and and the Wampas attack them and stuff. Yeah. And it's like you said all you see is the arm come out and grab them. Yep. Um, for Empire Strikes Back, the only other couple things I want to talk about, uh, Cloud City, they took, so Cloud City was very claustrophobic in the original version. All, all the windows were white. You didn't see outside with the special edition. They removed those and you could see outside into, uh, the clouds. I thought that worked well. I liked how they opened up the city. Hmm. I also liked, there was one scene in the hallway shot when Lando's coming around a corner. It's a curved, um, hallway and he looks up. And in the original movie, he's looking up to nothing. But now when he looks up, he's like looking out the window. It's like that works for me. Okay. And I know that's about you. You got I I like there again. I the thing I remember is like they added Cloud City, like going into Cloud City. They put more stuff in there. Yeah, uh, I landing. think, you know, you notice it. I notice it more when they do stuff like that. Add shots uh, versus adding to a shot. Uh, because you you realize there again it's 1970 technology and all of a sudden you jump ahead 20 years and they're putting 2000 you know 2023 or 20 oh, shoot 1993 technology into a 40 year old movie so that's where it stands out to me more than just them putting a, so, yeah. replacing a window yeah like I said at the start this is probably more of an exercise to say can I do this with the prequels and then I'll you know put star wars out there and start promoting it again it's probably more of a marketing tool to put like like with indiana jones it's been you know 
18 years since the last Indiana Jones movie, and it's just not performing as well. So there was no build up, up to tension. There was no nostalgia. That it, mm-hmm. it was just kind of a dead franchise that they were like, here's another one. And people mm-hmm. are like, well, I was fine without There's no hype. Right. You're talking um, with Luke screaming as he Indiana Jones. Right. No, but uh, you're talking Crystal Skull versus the new one or Dial of Destiny is kind of not performing as well. It's a $300 uh-huh. million dollar movie and it made $82 million. Gotcha. Um, for the prequels, you know, the prequels, uh, episode one came out in 99. Star Wars, the special editions came out in 97. And so this is more of a marketing tool to build up to the prequels to get people excited about Star Wars, to introduce them to the new technology. But it was probably George also wanted to tinker with things. Right. Well, I remember when they came out because it was like, oh, crap, Star Wars is back in theaters. Yeah. And I, that was the big draw for that is, is you had a chance to see Star Wars for a whole – because their whole marketing plan was like, this is – you know, for 40 years, this is the only – or for generations, this is the only way you could see Star Wars, and it's a TV. And then all of a sudden it blows up, and it's like now, boom, you know, yeah, you get the, the music, and it's dramatic, and now you could see it in theaters, the new special edition. So, yeah, you're right. It was a marketing tool, and it got me to the theaters to see it again. Yeah, it worked for me. I'm dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shameless. But but it's like, dude, we went see Empire Strikes Back, or yeah, Return of the Jedi, because, hey, it's in theaters again. Who cares? You get to go see it in a theater. There's just this... There's something about seeing a movie like that in a theater. I remember going to yeah. somebody's house and they had a home theater set up and I'm like, "Ooh, do they have Star Wars? I need to watch the Death Star run on a on a on a theater." Yes. That, so, it's either that or Return of the Jedi the speeder bike chase. Both of those would look great on big screens. I didn't think about that. That you're right. The speeder bike chase. Did they do anything to the speeder bike? Well, we hadn't got to Return of the Jedi yet. No, they didn't touch it. They might have changed color. They might have added some more, uh, played with the sound effects. But as far as the visuals, it's pretty much the same for mm. Return of the Jedi. Gotcha. The only other big thing that they did for Empire Strikes Back, Luke screaming as he plummets down Cloud City, uh-huh. which was weird. Like, uh-huh. why is he screaming all of a sudden? And then in the subsequent releases, they removed it. <laughs> there you go. They're still tinkering with this stuff years later. The other thing that they did was there's a shot of Darth Vader now exiting Cloud City where uh-huh. he says, alert my Star Destroyer to prepare for my arrival, which I don't think many people had a problem with. I think the problem with Empire Strikes Back is that the last time we saw Darth Vader, he was on Cloud City, and then they cut to him on the Star Destroyer, and people were like, well, how did he get to a Star Destroyer? He was on Cloud City. So now they've inserted a shot where he's going from cloud city to a star destroyer and then they also use an alternative take from return of the jedi when darth vader first lands on the death star uh-huh. they just used another shot for him to land onto the star destroyer if you pay attention you could see it's moff J- moff jerjerod uh-huh. and on the star destroyer so jeez next week you still there? Hold on. The special editions, there was... Hold on, start over uh, again? You broke up. We'll save the rest for next week. It seems like we're having some tech issues. Uh, um, my there's freaking internet the... is is not playing along with us today. Can you hear me? Yes, I can I can hear you fine. Okay. Yeah, so we'll go through Return of the Jedi. There were some more changes in 2004. There was more changes in 2011. And then there's the final changes in 2019. So there's more to, to review. We'll go through that next week. I don't want to bore people to death, yeah. but I do want to say that I do have fond memories of the special editions. There was a um, a theater in Miami where I was living at the time that was showing the special editions for free, which wow. was weird. So my dad and I are driving. We're doing errands, and we see that the theater says, Star Wars, free admission today. And we, we're like, really? Like, what? what's the deal so we go up there we we decide to turn around and we go to the theater and we walk up to the uh ticket person and we're like can we have two for star wars and she's like sure so she gives us the two tickets and we're like okay <laughs> we've got our two tickets and we we sat down uh in the theater and we're looking around and we're like is someone gonna tell us to leave because we just snuck into a theater like it was all legit mm. and uh the the 
the crawl came on and my dad starts teasing me. He's like, is that star new? Is that star new? Is that the new star? <laughs> like, what did they add here? Where's where's the new star? Oh, okay. And uh, and then we decide. So we, we sat through the movie. I think it was a new theater. Oh. They were just trying to get people in the habit of coming there and knowing that they're there. To, so they made it free. So the next day we, uh, we we went back and we saw Empire Strikes Back for free. So <laughs> That's awesome. I, yeah, I have fond memories of the special editions because of that. I didn't have, because I'm so young, I didn't have the, my dad took me to Star Wars when I was seven years old or, you know, Empire Strikes Back. My dad took me to see Star Wars when I was 19, you know, <laughs> 18, 17, 18. No, I think, and that's what the special editions are to us is that's, that was our time to see Star Wars. I mean, I I was old enough to see, or young enough to see Empire, I mean, Return in a theater, but the special editions, I think that was like for me was my time to introduce my kids to Star Wars. Yeah. So it, it does definitely there, you know, like you said, there is some warm or you know, fond memories of it. Yeah. I mean, all Star Wars is good Star Wars. He can make all the changes he wanted. I'm still gonna eat it up because it doesn't change the overall plot. You know, Luke still has his arc. It's not like at the end he changed it and said, No, nah, I want Luke to turn to the dark side. He That'd just, be fun uh, to see though. He just added blinking Ewoks. Don't get me going on the whole in the return of the Jedi. Well, I never realized that uh, we'll cover everything next week, I promise. But in 2004 changes, the, he added that the Dianoga now blinks. That wasn't part of the original. Huh. So, I mean, we're, like I've said before, we're living with the special edition so long now that I don't even remember everything from the original. I remember yeah. some things, but... This is one of them where I was like, I never realized that the Dinoga at one point didn't blink. Right. Cool. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> and with that. <laughs> and with that, I uh, just want to say, again, we'll have more information soon about Rogue Fun, May 4th, 2024. But uh, keep that weekend open. It'll yeah. Be a good time. Um, I also learned that one of my daughter's friends listens to the show. He's not a Star Wars fan. Um, he just likes listening to us chill and he said it's relaxing. So, uh, thank you, Caden, for listening. Hey, man. Hey, man. Uh, also, he goes by Dreyfus. So, I guess whatever day of the week it is, if you're Caden or Dreyfus, uh, thanks for listening. Yes. And, uh, thank you to the rest of you for listening to Smuggler's Galaxy podcast. If you could, please leave a like and a five star re- review of the show anywhere you listen to podcasts. It really helps us out and points people to our show. You can follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, not threads yet, but I'm sure that's coming. Send us an email or message us. We love feedback. We'd love to make you part of our show. Our email address is smugglersgalaxy at gmail.com. Thank you to Alfonso Riviera for the Smugglers Galaxy logo. Thank you to Levi Waterhouse for the music. Hasbro, re-release VC66, hashtag vote with your wallet. Sabine will be on next month. Pass on what you've learned. Be a positive force in the Clicknick community. This is the way.